Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. X-Pac 12360, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X-Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Before I screw anything up, I'm just going to turn it over to Christy Olsen. <laughs> Go ahead, Christy. Xbox One Two Three Sixty fans, we are coming at you with another brand new episode. Welcome back. My <coughs> name is Christy Olson. We also have Steve Kaufman in the house today. Hello. The rest of the crew is going to join us a little bit later, but we have not one but two special guests in the house tonight. Starting with the owner of Headquarters Clothing, whose name is Pedram Tehrani Zadea. Or something very oh similar God. to that. Hello, Pedro. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Welcome. That's six syllables in your last name. Wow. And we're very glad to have you. And our other very special guest, he was one half of the primetime players. And, of course, Bob Backlund made him great again. But this former WWE Tag Team Champion also became the first ever openly gay superstar when he came out to the world in 2013. Now founder of the Block the Hate movement spreading his message as brand ambassador for headquarters clothing everyone please give it up for fred rosser block the hate salute the great and i'm here to salute you Pac. every t- i'm like a little kid every time i get to see you at uh, a wrestling convention or backstage wwe it's always you scott hall and bret hart that show me so much love scott hall of all people comes running up to me at wrestlecade i'm like what the hell you know i'm yeah, running man. up to him i mean so much love you guys are amazing so thank you for allowing me to be back here a second time well i saw the picture of you and scott and kev from wrestlecade yeah right? you know i got yeah. them to throw up the block the hate and like to you know honestly to see you guys come up to me means the world to me. You guys accept me, you guys embrace me with open arms, and it's funny, like, I get into moments where I watch wrestling a lot, and yeah. then I get into moments where I just don't watch it. So after WrestleCade, I watched you and Bret Hart, WWF uh, title match, yeah. and that's a classic. 22 minutes maybe so I put that out on social media and said any beginner or experienced guy needs to watch this match for the details because for me it's all about the details uh, and you guys put on an excellent excellent sure. excellent exhibition yeah because I mean talk about that for, for just a second um, the, that match you know I was a baby face Bret Hart was the baby face champion yes. I was the underdog yes and Bret went out on a limb there well, actually, not not really out on a limb because he was confident in his in his self and his standing with the people that he could uh, turn it up a notch on me in there and kind of you know not turn heel on me but you know rough me up and and make sure I was the one that got the sympathy and um, and you know that was 
Brett was that was a huge solid. Uh, you know, one of the biggest solids anyone ever did for me in, in wrestling. That's a match that yeah. a beginner needs to watch beginning to end. Yeah. Hey, so anyways, man, it's it, it kind of bums me out a little bit when I hear you talk about with how much excitement you have when, you know, like guys like myself or anyone comes up to you and accepts you. Man, it's 2018. Like, it shouldn't even be a thing that we're talking about. Like, of course you're accepted, man. Well, I'm okay, but it's the people that uh, follow me on social yeah. media that are struggling. So I always say that my fight is much more bigger than in the ring. Yeah. It's outside of the ring fighting bigotry and hatred and trying to be the voice of the voiceless when it comes to our LGBTQ youth. So yeah. uh, that's why every time my feet touch the ground every morning, I know someone's counting on me. So Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, and not just wrestling, but, you know, just our culture in general hasn't always been so... Uh, you know, ready to accept with open arms. So, I mean, so I get it, you know. I'm not the first gay WWE superstar. Exactly. And I'm definitely not the last. So we need more representation. I always say that. That's why I'm here today. That's why I've got my mom. I've got my business partner, my homie. At yeah. the end of the day, Pedro, I'm here because I always say none of us are strong as all of us. So yeah, the better I can tell my story with these folks, um, hopefully it can change someone else's yeah, life. Yeah, for sure. That's really beautiful. For sure. Hey, hey so tell me about WrestleCade. How, how was it? It's my first time at WrestleCade. I met thousands of fans, and this was in Winston-Salem, yes. right? So this is the South. That's the South. And um, I met quite a few transgender um, uh, people, Yeah. and they were big fans of me. I said, you know, it's the holidays. Be a part of my family on social media because these people are down and out. Sure. And I can see it and I can feel it. And I just gave them so much love. And they they, they, they joined the Block the Hate movement because yeah. it's strength in numbers. It's strength in numbers. So it was a lot of fun. And seeing you guys, of course, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got texts from you. Hey, man, you at WrestleGate? And, and yeah, I wasn't, obviously. But I, you know, it's like, yeah, Scott and Kevin there. Yeah. So, you know, like obviously someone's great that you guys see each other. Who'd you work with? Um, I was in a battle world, a Legends battle world. Yeah. Uh, the two last contestants were me and Fala. You follow yeah, yeah. Fala? Yeah. Amazing talent. If you ask him, I helped train him. IWF and Wes Patterson. He's, I started in 2002. Right. He started in 2004, 2005, and he just moved well for his size. And of course, I'm thinking, man, this guy's like Yoko. Sure, he, and he moves so well, and he listened, and that's very big, I'm sure, mm -hmm. to an OG like you. Listen in the ring, listen. It's like kind of the most important thing when when you get in there with one of us. Yes, you know because uh, you know, I I would rather have somebody that just listens, and you know they they can be just kind of middle of the road, like talent wise, if they listen and they and they just do it, you know. Hey, just uh, just listen. Let me just tell you what to do. Go out there. I'll have a better match with them than with the guy that thinks he knows what's up and, you know, kind of half-ass listens. Exactly. Yeah. And this past summer, I wrestled my bucket list match, Billy Gunn. Oh, yeah. And um, I went up to him. Well, he went up to me, He came up to me and was like, oh, what do you want to do? I said, I'm just going to follow you in there. So we didn't have much... We didn't have much going. He yeah. told me, well, we might do this, we might do that. I said, hey, I'm going to follow you. But my goal going in there always is, you know what? I'm going to outsell you, motherfucker. Because yeah. you're known for selling. Well, I'm going to outsell yeah. you, make it look believable. And that's what I did. He used, I went in there to outsell him. It used to be that um, no one 
could feed a comeback better than Billy Gunn. I was bumping there. And feeding. He did it for you? Well, I, no, I no, I was bumping and feeding for oh, him. I was going to say. I was, <laughs> the other way around, huh? Yeah. But he was still, he always has snap to his that's stuff. It. So he yeah. had snap. I'm going to have even more snap. So that's what my goal was. Yeah. And um, uh, were you there, Mom? Yes, I was. Hey, so, yeah. hey, real quick, like, um, when the last time you were in, and it's been a while since you've been in, um, you talked about your mother. Can we have? Can we bring your mom in? Absolutely. That's why she's here. Yeah. Oh, this is so exciting. Hey, inter, 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 introduce everyone to your mother. Um, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, she's Robin, rated R Rosser. Sorry. She's rated R. She's more rated R than me. My uh, manager has to watch out for me. Uh, no, ha no, has to watch out for her more than me. So uh, my mom's here. Uh, I love her to death. Um, she's a big wrestling fan too. Yeah. Were you a wrestling fan uh, when when Fred was a child? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We went to see uh, Bruno, uh, Hulk Hogan, all of the greats. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Hey, well, we're honored to have you in studio with us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And Fred's talked about you before, and he, you know, he kind of explained a couple of things about your, a little bit about he shared a little of your story. Right. Well, I came out to my son. Uh, I guess I must have been about twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. And I came out to him, and he said, "Well, he sat there and he said, well, Mom, I don't care. Long as uh, you're happy, I still love you.'" And I said, "Oh, okay." I walked into my room, shut the door. I said, "Damn, that was easy." Uh -huh. <laughs> So, which one of y'all came out first? My mom came out first, okay. uh, and I was fearful as a kid. Yeah. I didn't come out to her until I was 28, because yeah. back in the 80s, the science wasn't as strong as it was. Sure. The same-sex couple can have kids, so no one wants to let their mom down. Right. So, I never came out to her until I was 28, and she was so supportive. And um, people say, oh, your mother knew. Your mother knew. I said, no, she didn't, because no. I had girls around the house. Wow. I did not know. He had two girls in his bedroom. I went to the bathroom and I see this girl coming out. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then I go lay down, go to sleep, come back again. And another girl who was tall, I was like, what the hell? So I said to his father, I said, he got two girls. Were you high five and go, yes. Yeah. All that stuff. Uh, and they were friends of mine. <laughs> Friends. So that's so they were just hanging out. Just friends. hanging out. So it wasn't like you were necessary. That was my cover up. Uh, was it at the same time? Was it a cover up too? It was my cover up. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't doing anything. They were my. That's friends. so sad, man. Like to, I mean, and I know we talked about this before, but it makes me profoundly sad to hear that you or anyone had to live like that. You know, I'm so sorry that you I know, know. Said, anyone has to go through that. Me. I said you could have told me. He's like, Mom. Yeah, but you here's put the thing. Too much pressure on me. I was like, Oh my and, god. And this isn't just what what we're talking about here. This isn't anything. Like we get in our own head and we we get ourselves all worked up. And but in ten minutes, we could, we could have like an end of the world scenario for something that you know ends up being a. Kind of easy, actually. Yeah, it was easy. It, wow. It was fear. It was fear of the unknown. I didn't want to lose friends. I didn't want to um, not get signed with WWE. Yeah. So it's just just fear of the unknown. And there was no out wrestlers, you know? Yes. So there was no one to uh, say, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Now I was courageous enough to come out, and now there's more representation coming out. Yes. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> Since you, okay, since you've uh, come on the independent scene, how many matches have you had? 
Well, this past year, it's been a little bit over a year since I've been yeah. released. Uh, I've been doing a lot more speaking engagements and a little bit of wrestling. Yes. And Brett was a big help, uh, kind of helping me get with reputable promoters to work with. So it was a very limited schedule. You know, for 10 years with WWE, you go from being on the road 300 yes. days a year to maybe four or five, six times a month. Um, big difference, yeah. big difference. And it does, I'll be honest with you, I'll be lying with you, if it didn't do anything psychologically to me, you know? Yeah. You have your highs and your lows, but with the support system from Pedro, his brother, Payam, yes. uh, my mom, you, uh, just keeps me going forward. Yes, and, and okay, go ahead, Christy. Well, what was it about that time that you found difficult? Was it not having um, the fan support anymore on a daily basis, seeing that? Was it kind of feeling like you're losing your friends that you saw every day, or not the physical aspect? What was really bothering you? I just love this business so much. Um, I didn't, I wasn't, in football and then get right into wrestling. I grinded on the independence, so it's always been a lifelong dream of mine to be a WWE superstar. And I'm 35, I still got a lot left in the tank, um, but if I can be more of an ambassador with the company, with their Be A Star campaign, I'm okay with that. Uh, because I want to be able to contribute because they're still my family. I was yeah. able to go backstage um, recently yeah, and hang out with some you. of the guys. I didn't get yeah. kicked out like, Another wrestler, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, yeah, because you know, I saw, I saw, uh, I saw you a little bit like at the end of Survivor Series, and you know, like earlier, you're referencing Enzo. You know, had a little stunt he pulled and got kicked out. That's at like apples and oranges. And Fred. you know what? I tell people we have different Everyone ways. Everyone was happy to see you. Yeah, but we have different ways. We have different ways, Pac, of expressing our passion for the business. Yeah. He wants to steal the show. I just want to watch back with my YouTube friend as a. As a fan, sure. just watch the show. Watch my colleagues, yeah. just like you. Yeah. So we have different ways of expressing our love for the business. Yeah, but I just, I, you know, um, to think that you know everyone wouldn't be happy to see you. That makes me sad to hear that. And it was, you know, everyone was honestly happy to see of course me. They were. Marty Miller, uh, uh, you know Marley. Yeah. Marty, he started as a camera guy. Now That's he's right. directing. And yeah. I, I said, Marty, is it okay if I can get two tickets to come see Survivor Series? Sit me by the hard camera where I would sit before shows yep. and kind of assess what you're going to do yeah. out there. And he sat me there. No yeah. one bothered me. I watched the show as a fan, and it was a great time. Great time. So, um, as far as the in indie stuff and, and all that, uh, do you feel like you're getting, uh, are you putting yourself out there right now? Well, again, 2018 was spent more doing speaking engagement. Yes. 2019, I think I'm going to be a little bit more forward. A goal of mine is to go to Japan. I've never been to Japan. I've always been on a different tour with WWE, but I've yeah. never been to Japan, so that's a goal of mine. And I've been in 2018 trying to see who do I have to talk to to get into Japan. I've talked yeah. to a few people, but you well, know, it depends on where you know what you're interested in doing over there because there's a lot. You know, there's. I want to just be on. able to experience it. Just you know? go to Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that can be arranged. If you can make millions out there, everyone would be doing it. I'm not in it for the money. You know, if I yeah. would have done this for the money, I would have complained a long time ago. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you if you feel like, um, you know, like a lot of the wrestling promoters, shy, do you feel like anyone's shying away from you? I'm trying to focus. Because of obvious reasons? No, I don't think so. I'm just, me, I'm just trying to focus more on quality over gotcha. quantity. Bret Hart yeah. helped me in 2018. 2019, I'm going to be more forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Are you going to make that dream list of the guys that you'd want to go up against? Well, this past summer, Billy Gunn was bucket list match. Yeah. So, so I, accompli- good there? I accomplished that. I've always wanted to work Kurt Angle, but he's doing his yeah. thing in WWE. He's a favorite of mine. But uh, again, you're going to be seeing me out there in 2019 more definitely. I always wanted to do a singles match with you, but you always say, oh, uh, brother, it's got to be a tag. you got to be tag. Well, <laughs> whatever you got to do. Maybe yeah. me, me and you against Rakishi and someone else, you know, something, something. cool. Yeah. But that, that's just for me, you know. So you going to sleep at night and say, man, I made that dude, yeah. Fred Ross or Darren Young, uh, I made his night. Yeah. Hey, Fred, if, if, uh, you know, since... Since you took that step, you know, and, and and I remember it being, you know, TMZ found you at baggage claim, I think at, it might have been here at LAX. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, since then, and I remember you talking about how scared you were after, you know, like, what what's going to happen now, and you know. Uh, but can you talk about, like, other, um, you know, gay people you know in the gay community that are in wrestling uh, have they reached out to you well one wrestler in particular jake atlas Uh he's from the la area and he was i was you're not blowing a spot up right now are you no no no, he's out Uh, i'm one of the reasons why he came out so again i always say more representation and i actually wrestled him uh for a benefit show for dolph ziggler's brother september 5th of this year i wrestled him i said i'll do the benefit show as long as i can wrestle my own opponent which I want to elevate it's not about me it's about elevating the future he's 23 years old I'm 35 years old so the so the story was you know um, my time is up and you know he's trying to take my spot so we told an amazing story that's on my YouTube channel uh, Fred Mr. No Days Off roster and uh, there are a lot more wrestlers coming out you know sure Paro Paro yes Uh, i He's Socialized. in MLW right now. And yeah, big old dude. And big dude goes in there and gets it done. Yeah, yeah, very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, we communicate on social media, yeah. so we need more out athletes to make it more comfortable for those that are closeted and yeah. don't have a voice. So yeah, yeah I definitely want to work with uh, Paro. Right? Is that how you pronounce yes. it, Paro? I think that's how you yeah. pronounce it. I definitely want to work with some of these guys. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, um, hey. <laughs> This is what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you know the basketball player Dwight, uh, Dwight Jason Collins. No, no, there, there was a big thing. You know, he like Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not familiar with that. Uh, I might have read something about he's, uh, but I'm not familiar. Can you? Tell well, me? there was. Uh, I'm, some stuff came out. You know, like he was he had an affair with somebody, a transgender uh, person, and you know, and so the the you know uh word gets out mm. you know and and just someone to someone to ridiculing and jokes you know uh you hear you know you read on I, uh, pretty disappointing not surprising though and i just thought maybe that maybe you were aware of of that whole situation and, and you know no i did hear i did hear stuff on social media but i can only control what i do and uh, you know it's unfortunate that there's um, a lot of stigma against transgender yeah. people. Transgender has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm still educating myself on transgender, especially when it comes to transgender bathroom laws. So I'm still always learning. Yeah. So I don't have all the answers. I can only control what I do every single day. So sure. 
I was just, you know, the thing that bothered me about it I was, try to stay away from all that negativity yeah. and all, you know, the BS. Yeah. It is what it is. That's my favorite five-letter uh, statement. Yeah. I just think that stig- you're talking about the stigma, and the stigma is what I think caused all of that in the first place. A guy, you know, being afraid that uh, word was going to get out that he might have had, you know, these kind of preferences. Me personally, you know? I can't. I, I can't live that way. Yeah. That's why I came out publicly. I can't be affectionate behind closed doors and then come out in public and just be like, yeah. "Bro's like, what's up?" Yeah. I just no, want to. No. I just want to be any thoughts on that. But, hey, so let's talk about a little. Like, let's take a break real quick. Um, hey, but hey, Mark. Yes, sir. Hey, should I do the uh, purple mattress right now? Yeah. Why don't we do that right now? All right. Hey, here's a question, everyone. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning? Did you, did you, Fred? Oh, baby, I sleep like a baby. Do you? You must have a purple mattress done. Anyway, sleep is important, everyone. The quality of your sleep affects the quality of your daily life. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. Purple mattresses will feel different than anything you've experienced because it uses a brand new material developed by an actual rocket scientist. It's not like the memory foam you're used to. The purple mattress material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it gives you comfort and support. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you a zero-gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. Going with purple gets you a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, gets free shipping, free returns, free in-home setup, and removal of your old mattress. You're going to love purple. Right now, our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's on top of the great gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text XPAC, that's X-P-A-C, to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is to text XPAC, that's X-P-A-C, to 474747. That's, help me out here, XPAC, to 474747. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. I appreciate the help on that. Message and data rates may apply. Thanks again to our friends at Purple Mattresses. Thank you, Purple Mattresses. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. We had to take a little uh, bathroom break there for a second. Actually, I don't know if anyone actually went to the bathroom, but I don't think anyone really cares that's listening. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, Fred, let's talk about uh, talk about what you got going on with the brand. The mastermind behind the brand headquarters clothing is in the building, is in the house. Pocky's right here. I hope he brought me a shirt because the, the the one that I wear all the time is really worn out, man. I got you. I hope you know. You I hope you've seen me. I would have brought it. I hope, I, I've seen you. All right. I saw you actually in the... Um, the Raw 2015. That's right. And I saw that video, and I told Fred, and I told a couple others. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I like the stuff. It's not... I, part of me, I'm just doing it to show you some love, and part of me, I just really like the shirt. <laughs> well, you should have asked me. I would have brought some more stuff. Well, because it's cool gear, but there's a <laughs> message there, right? Yeah, I'm glad Pedram's here because he's able to explain when the brand started. Um, Non-WWE wrestlers that have worn the brand and embraced the brand, so I'm so happy he's here to explain the brand. Yeah, yeah. So like Fred says, so the brand started about four years ago in 2014. And 
the first couple celebrities that wore the brand were actually actors and some NBA players. Some people like Afion Crockett. And actually, the first NBA player was Steven Jackson. If any of you guys watch basketball. But then it went a couple more NBA players. And eventually, a lot of WWE wrestlers started wearing the brand. Actually, the first one was Finn Balor. Yeah. And this was when he was in NXT. And um, I'm a big wrestling fan so and NBA fan. So when I see certain guys like that support the brand, it's a big deal to me. And after Finn wore it, he gave it to a couple others. He gave it to Enzo and Cass, actually. And the first picture was them three together. Yeah. And I think Finn was in the middle, Enzo to the left, and Cass to the right. I didn't even know who Big Cass was at the time. Like, I was like, oh, who is that? But I've seen him before. But this was all the way back then on NXT. And from there, it, it grew. And then eventually, probably a year after that, I actually met Fred. He, he wore the brand. Actually, the Titus wore the brand. Yes. And... And then I saw Fred follow the brand. So I reached out to him. I just DM'd him on Instagram because I was like, oh, I showed an interest in the brand. Why not? I would love for Darren Young to support the brand. And I reached out to him, and he wore the brand, posted about it. And then eventually he was out here in, uh, in, in L.A. They, you know, WWE had a show out here. I reached out to him and asked him. I said, hey, would you love to meet up? We'd love to thank you, maybe give you some more stuff. And, and eventually he came over, came over our house, and then from there the rest is history. We became really close friends, which was unexpected. You would never think, you know, as a fan, you're like, oh, wow, I just became cool with the WWE wrestlers. So yeah. It was, it was cool. Hey, so uh, what's the actual mission statement of, the, of your brand? Well, the brand, like I said, it's called Headquarters Clothing, yeah. and it's a brand having to do with success and greatness. Yes. Now, what I mean by that is every design in the brand represents that message. It's like, you know, one of your favorites, just the one you actually wore in the Raw 25th anniversary. The doubters made me do it. Yeah. Or the sweater I'm wearing, a Born for Greatness sweater. You know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yes. So that's what the brand has to do with. And, of course, we have the block date moving together. Fred, show his shirt. Always represent, baby. Always represent. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We did that collaboration together, and, and, you know, the brand's message and Fred's message of block the hate, making people feel comfortable in their own skin, and, you know, achieving greatness and, and blocking the hate and getting to your goal is, is goes hand-in-hand hand with the brand, and that's why it works so perfectly. The messages are, are parallel to each other. Wow, very so, cool. Yeah. Very Anytime cool. I bring him backstage, uh, and I've been bringing him backstage for years, they always think that we're a couple. <laughs> oh, yes. This is my brother. Yes, this is my brother. You know the the funny thing about that? Because because obviously, like if if a, if if a guy's hanging out with the gay guy, he must be gay too, right? Oh <clears throat> yes, I mean. Sorry, everyone. If, for anyone that that doesn't realize, I was being sarcastic there. Like maybe go get your sarcasm reader fixed. <laughs> So. Uh, the, the funny thing is about that, actually, we were at SmackDown. Yeah. I think it was last week or a week yes. and a half ago when, when WWE's here. And Dasha, Dasha Fuentes, she hugged me. And she was like, I've never met her before. And she hugged me. She's like, hey, it's nice to meet your partner. <laughs> and I turned to her. I was like, I was like wait, what? <laughs> and, then, and I was like, oh, no. We're, uh, we, we, you know, we have the brand and, and stuff together. But she thought we were a couple. But, yeah, it's it's true. Everyone, most of them thought, a couple of referees, they were like, you know, I met a couple of referees through Fred. Yeah. And we hung out, had dinner together. And then when I left, I heard, because I'm really cool, one of the referees, and we were with two of them. The other referee, when I left, was like, Is, are you sure Pedram isn't gay? He's, they're not hiding anything. And, I'm, and I don't know. I just, I mean, it is what Plus, like. even if you are gay, two gay guys can hang out and not be doing it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's. That's how you think, Papa. A lot of people don't think that way. Yes, that's. That's true. I mean, I mean, 
even for me personally, I never really had like a gay friend yeah. before. And when I met Fred, it was like one hand was that aspect, but the other hand was, was of course, he's, a, he's, you know, a WWE wrestler, someone I watch on TV, so it's cool to meet him in person. But it, you, what you said of, 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 yeah, you can hang out with someone that's not gay and not be gay. So many friends that I have, family members, whoever it is, they look at me weird because they're like, oh, why are you so close with a gay guy? Yeah. You have to be doing something, you know, hooking up with him or something. And I'm like, no, you can just, they're normal people. I, I, it's crazy to me. Like you said, how people look at them like there's something besides it. No, they're just people. They have emotion to feelings too. I, I mean, it blows my mind yeah. how people still think like that today. Yeah. You know. It's, well, so when we, when we become enlightened, you know, more enlightened, I should say, like, yeah. I try to have patience, you know, people that aren't quite where I am yet, yeah. you know, because I know where I once was, you know, you know, on things, on a lot, on a great number of things. So, um, yeah, but let's try to do our best to try to get everyone up to speed. That's yeah. one of the designs, patience. It's yeah. a talent, baby. Yeah. I always express it to him because it can be stressful as a business owner. Yeah. Um, you have super high, super low, so I try to just use my platform to do anything, everything I can to yeah. elevate headquarters clothing. Yeah. And the reason why I love them so much is uh, the message, the quality, because if the quality yeah. wasn't good, I don't know if I would be wearing it. The quality, and they're like family to me. That's and why. You know what I want to talk to talk to you about real quick is, is your struggles with, uh, you know, we talked about it briefly before on the last show, and, and I think it's important we touch on this, is, you know, like the, you know, the mental illness stuff. Sure. You know, and and uh, and how is that going for you, man? Well, for me, I'm I'm fine. I think we deal with different levels yeah. of uh, anxiety and um, Mauro Ronaldo. I'm yeah. a big advocate supporter for him because he deals with mental health. And, and I love the way he deals with it oh too, because that's the way goodness. I deal with it. And I think that might be the way you deal with it too. Mauro, you know, he's just very comical and very, you know, he um, he's always made me feel. Uh, um, wanted and yeah. he's just so funny and so talented so I try to stay in contact with him all the time because yeah. we don't ever want anyone to do any harm to themselves so just reaching yeah. out to people that are struggling with stuff um, it, it's, it won't solve everything but it'll yeah. do something yeah. it'll do something I have several friends that deal with you know issues and they're not alone, so we deal with it on different levels. What an amazing! And for like, me, I like to go hiking. Yeah. I love to relax. I've been, yeah. I've been sixteen months alcohol free, and yes. I always say that. Pedro was like, "Why do you tell people that? It makes you sound like alcohol." <laughs> yes, I was not, in, not? <laughs> alcohol free. Well, alcohol free. Yeah. It's not like I was in. Oh man, I was in AA, and yeah, you know, I, I'm sober now. When yeah. I made the move to LA full time from Tampa, Florida, I chose not to bring alcohol or a habit in my system I, I threw it all out and I never yeah, back. people want to drink have, that's a, that's cool exactly. whatever it's like but some of it like I it doesn't really I just don't want to do it I don't yeah. want to do it anymore so as long you can do it as long as you're not violent yeah. to me or anyone else because I'm out of there yeah I'm in it's, a I'm in a very similar boat and it's very hard to explain to people that it's just like no I don't drink but did you have a problem probably not I just it, I'm 18 months sober that's the way you have to explain it and just move on and sometimes like okay Drinking gets in the way of the things we want to achieve, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I already work out hard enough, but when you have a little alcohol <laughs> yeah. in your system, you got to work out extra mm -hmm. hard. And I tell people I trade it 
Tito's Vodka for green tea. So there's been several times that was at a bar and I had to be there for VIP and you know sure. uh, networking. And I asked the bar if they had tea, hot tea, any tea. Yeah. They provided me with tea and I'm just sipping on my tea. I'm a Pellegrino <laughs> guy. Pellegrino and all the lime. Anyways. Yeah, so I'm with you, man. Hey, and um, hey, let's just let's just leave it at that, and let's get in. Like, would you mind uh, talking about a little of the new, uh, news stories with us? Uh, yeah, let's freestyle. Yeah. All right, let's do some X Pac One Two Three Sixty News of the Week. Kicking off with this huge headline, everyone is talking about Evolve has announced they'll no longer book Impact Talent due to this little uh, recent mix-up with LAX. A little yeah. background here, if you didn't know, LAX was pulled from an event that they were supposed to wrestle against the NXT superstars, the Street Profits. Yes. So Impact took them off that show. Evolve not too happy about that. They have said that they are no longer going to be booking Impact Wrestling talent moving forward. So this sure. was for the shows December 15th and 16th in New York. And um, they've promised that they that they will replace LAX and still have a great show. But however, this has some more kind of detrimental impact on kind of the industry as a whole and what's going on with Impact, NXT, Evolve. It's the natural progression of things as wrestling is heating up and you know um you know everyone's trying to stake their claim now yeah. and you know like I, i've talked about this before there's a little bit of brand confusion still right yeah. now because some of the promotions that have tv deals and different things are using there's a little well, bit of crossover and, in the talent and wwe there. has so much talent that they yeah. can't possibly they can't possibly afford to keep them all off other promotions right. so they've been dealing with this a while and i think this this is an interesting yeah, but this is a this yeah. is a this is a mo- impact is the one that did this. Well, WWE yeah. didn't yeah. tell Evolve, hey, you can't book those guys or anything like that. I just saw LAX. Mm-hmm. I was just with them like day before yesterday. But I think Impact's doing it probably because Evolve wouldn't let the Street Profits lose to LAX, and by Evolve I mean WWE. Assuming. Yeah. That would be yes, that would Evolve be the presumption we can all make by the poll. Was in, okay. Evolve was informed that LAX would not be able to lose in those matches. Yeah. So, so. I mean, I get it. It's just um, this is what's going to happen now. Mm. You know, guys are going to start like getting a little bit more protective of the talent they feel like is theirs, mm-hmm. or they're going to just like start signing guys to exclusives. What's well, so exciting? I think it's yeah. exciting. But one thing Chris Candido always told me back in the day: unless you're making six figures, uh, no one should tell you where you should work. So mm. that's what I live sure. by still to this day. So, but this is exciting. Yeah. All this chaos going on, I think it's great for wrestling. Yeah, I'd like to see you get in on some of, some of this stuff, man. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a seller's market, man, and you got a good product to sell, Fred. 2019 is going to be the year, I yeah. promise. <laughs> Are you going to help me? Because I can't Hell do yeah. it alone, you know? Hell it's yeah. all about who you know. Yeah. So, well, hey, so... And, well, since we have one half of the primetime players here, I do yeah. want to ask him what he thinks of Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, the Street Profits, because they're a little uh, primetime player-ish, shall we say? I haven't really seen them, honestly. The Never. last time... <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't watched wrestling uh WWE since WrestleMania. I do follow the stuff on Instagram and Twitter and the highlight videos. Um but yeah, I mean everything's recycled. No one owns anything. I mean, I've stole stuff from the past, the past has stole stuff from the past, so it hey, it's fun and it's a compliment if it's kind of PT-ish. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so hey, uh, this kind of this wasn't in our list of stories, 
But hey, how about a little congratulations to Titus on uh, on you know the Ebony Ebony Power One Hundred? Yes, 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 man. Huge. He was in the house doing his thing. Uh, we connected on um, on texting, and we didn't get a chance to see each other. But it's all love with the big man and I. I know how it is. You know how it is yeah. when you're grinding and moving. So yeah. I'm very proud of him. I say this a lot, and and I said it last night in a tweet, and I'll say it right here. And he retweeted it, and he said yes. thank you and all that good stuff. Yeah, because yeah, no one, no one represents our industry like Titus O'Neil. That's right. No one does it better. Not even close. And everyone always says, Titus got it. Titus got it, and, and, he, and he really does yes. have it. And one thing I learned about him was... You know, the most intimidating thing about Vince McMahon is his office door. And yeah. Titus would go in there all the time. I'd be like, hold on, big man. Like, <laughs> he's busy. He's busy. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We got to go in there. And I'd follow right behind him. And we'd and and it'd be easy. But that's the most intimidating thing. You, got, you ain't telling me door. nothing. I don't know, man. Yeah. I actually had to tell Vince that one time. I'm like, look, let me just get this out of the way. Because yes. yes. you got an unfair advantage over me. I looked up to you since I was this high. You know, uh, you you signed my check, so there's a little intimidation factor here. Yes, you know, yes, and yes. Uh, when thinking over that, we'll be fine. Eventually, I got over it. Yeah, and Titus right yeah. in time to exit the company. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Titus good. has a different approach, yeah. you know. Uh, and I would follow him, and yeah. I helped him out because I was one of the guys that would work with him in the ring when he first started, when no no one else wanted to work with him. Yeah, I said, Titus, remember this. The same people that are shitting on you now are going to be kissing your ass years from now. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yep. So true. And on to a, another guy you worked with at WWE, Jack Swagger, Jack Hager, has finally set his MMA debut date. He's 36 years old, former NCAA All-American wrestler, and he's been training for a little over a year since he signed with Bellator. And now we finally know he will be going head-to-head -head against uh, Kaiser who is also kind of limited experience with yeah, the but he has like record. fifteen. but he has 15 amateur fights. Mm. Oh, okay. A or something like that. pro record, you're yeah. right. Yeah, right? He is, he is a limited pro record that he is. Yeah. He has been doing MMA his whole life, whereas Jack yeah. Swagger, it's, it's similar. They're all trying to take the Brock Lesnar route. Yeah, but here's the thing. Jack Swagger's an NCAA like mm -hmm. caliber. Like, oh, yeah. You know. I've been in the ring with him yes. several times. He's a horse. Yes. And I say it all the time. He's a horse. When you get hit by him, you yeah. get rocked. So Not he, in a bad way, but you get yeah. rocked. So if he can throw hands. And he's got a oh, long yeah. reach. Yes. His reach is long, and I told him that to his face. I said, I can't wait to see you fight because yeah. your reach is so freaking long. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't mean that as a knock for Brock Lesnar. Like, he's... An, he was an athlete who went into the WWE who is now an athlete that can transition seamlessly into MMA. Just saying this is, uh, I yeah. mean, I just think there's not a whole lot of comparison between uh, this yeah. and the, like the CM Punk thing. Yes, very true. CM Punk was a different kind of athlete versus yes. Brock Lesnar. Yes. So. Denise, what's the latest with Ring of Honor? Yeah, so Ring of Honor is making big moves, which I think is a good sign for the company. They have they can make million-dollar moves if they <laughs> bring me along. Up. I'm sorry to That's cut you off. Up. Keep no, going. Please. They have signed PCO and Brody King, which is, I think, great for the company because, as we know, you know, they were for a while focusing on surrounding the show with the elite. And now Joe Koff has said that he does not see the elite being in Ring of Honor for 2019. So I think that now it's time for the company to make some moves, and I think a guy like Brody King is a good person to start building the roster around and hopefully bring in some more people. Yeah, we. I'm a big fan of Brody's. I, I, I you know, I, I first. Do you ever see Brody King? Yes, yes. Yeah, man. I seen my, my first experience uh, 
run into him was that championship wrestling from Hollywood when I went over there. And I was like, how come you're not doing nothing more with this guy? You know, um, I just think he might not have been uh, Marquez's cup of tea. I don't know. But, uh, but um, yeah, no, he's great in the ring. He's a, he's a, he's a good size heavyweight. You know, like he's a big enough guy to where he can go out there and get it done. Like he's about a similar size as Walter, yeah. I'm going to say. And, and, and that means he can go out there and get it done with anyone and still work with smaller guys. You know, like that's a really good size to be. And, and, and he's great. And he's straight, he's straight edge. Like he yeah. doesn't get messed up. You know, I mean, people that are straight edge, they still have their own issues. You know, it doesn't mean that there's no issues, like, but at least you don't have to worry about, you know, drugs and alcohol being mm. one of them. So. PCO is a real hot act, too. Yes, I, well, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah. And he's a great person to just have around a locker room with young talent. Yeah. That he can he can be over, but he doesn't need to win. Like, he, he wouldn't need he to He can win. lose every single match. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he might. He, I think he has. <laughs> I, I was thinking it too. I wasn't sure, but I was like, I'm pretty sure. It's not about him winning. It's about yeah. him. It's about overcoming him. Have you ever been around PCO? Car, he was Quebecer Pierre. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah he's very quiet, calm, yes. and collected. I didn't even realize it yeah. was him, but I remember yeah. watching him back in the day. Yeah. Do you know he only has one eye, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe they had him in that brawl for all? Ooh. Like, you cannot <sighs> box with one eye. <laughs> That's just insane. I mean, it's insane that he did it, and it's insane that they let him. So, anyways, yeah. All right, yeah. So good, good on uh, on ROH. Is is um, is Kenny Omega? Like, are they thinking that he's going to be sticking around, or are they thinking there's going to be an exit? Kenny um, Omega, part of the elite. From the sounds of it, definitely, most likely an exit. But mm. nothing's been confirmed or said or anything. But as you know, there's already yeah. so many other rumors that well, help support that. You know, and this goes to like the whole. You know, we're talking about you know, evolve and, and impact and WWE and, and and all this. And this is like part of that whole discussion of everyone. You know, staking their claims now and like mm. you know, trying to you know. Yeah. Tie up their talent that they yeah. need. A lot of people thought that maybe with with the way 2018 was going, that they thought 2019, oh, more wrestlers are going to be working here and here and here and here, right? But I think instead it's going to be more of a partnership between certain promotions. So, you know, you have Ring of Honor, you have New Japan, you have WWE, Evolve, yeah. et cetera. So people are going to start pairing off, and I think that's the new thing that we're going to start seeing. But I feel like we're already sort of seeing, like, yeah, people staking their sure. claim and saying, this is my guy, yeah. so I stay where he works sort of thing. I mean, so, and I think is, it's interesting. And yeah. then, uh, Matt Jackson and Dash Wilder both tweeted something this morning that kind of fanned mm -hmm. this flame. That They both had a similar style tweet of, one time in 2019, the Revival will face the Young Bucks. Yeah, Matt and Jackson then, also tweeted and that. And then too. they flopped the pretty much same text, but the, the same tweet, but to be, we'll face the Young Bucks, or we will face... The See, those are the kinds of things that... Like WWE can allow it to happen, yeah. and it ain't gonna hurt them. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it's gonna build goodwill, you yeah. know, within the industry, you know. And uh, uh, so I hope that I hope that does happen. And, Me too. And yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people are speculating as to where the Young Bucks are gonna go, whether hmm. like whether they go to WWE with like a very loose deal, or if they they never will. And then they still wind up working with whoever they want to work with. So we're not talking about their their uh, potential wrestle. What was it called again? It's all elite. Wrestling. All elite oh, wrestling. Yes. 
or that's a possibility as well. And then I don't I don't think that can happen on the level they want it to without some type of understanding with the WWE. There are just so few details. Yeah. On that. Yeah. So all right. Well, uh, what what's next? I think that wraps up our Xbox One Two Three Sixty News of the Week, Sean. Huh. Huh. Well, I don't think. Hey, that, they, we got some other stuff, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. There yeah. was a there was a very this is kind of breaking news. Women's Japanese wrestling legend saves assault victim. This is so cool. So you guys know I am uh, I'm talking about the pioneer of Japanese women's wrestling, Shigusa. Am I saying Shigusa. that right? Yeah. Shigusa. Uh, she still lives over in Japan. She's retired, of course, but she owns marvelous women's pro wrestling. Yeah. She had quite an interesting evening the other. day night she was just walking along in the streets of Japan. This is in Sapporo. 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 It's in the island of Hokkaido. Yeah, she heard uh, kind of a commotion in a parking garage, came upon a man straddling a woman on the ground. He had her by the leg and the neck. We found out later this was a domestic dispute, and she chastised the young man, ordered him to let his wife go, and he did, but then he came at her. He pulled her by the hair, grabbed one of her hands, tried to launch her to the ground. Not very smart of course. She didn't even fought back, fight back. She didn't have to. She just interlocked their fingers, held the guy there. She even suffered a broken bone in all of this, but eventually another wrestler and, and then the police were able to break things up. This guy turned out to be inebriated. But everyone asked her Get at out. the end of all this why she didn't just kick this guy's ass, and she said hurting him would have made her as bad as he is. <laughs> so a classy woman, but still quite a badass. Yeah. Women's so, evolution, baby. Yeah. Women's evolution. So in Japan, you know, they like uh the 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 promotions and, and the you know, traditionally the men's uh promotions stuck, you know, there was there weren't women's matches on and that women had their own promotion. And like it was all Japan women was the big wrestling promotion. And uh and Chigusa is uh, some people Arguably, like maybe the biggest female star ever in, in Japanese wrestling, and uh, I mean it was like she was a like a pop culture icon over there, and uh, and they, you know, I, I don't know if you guys ever seen any of the old all Japan women stuff. Not a lot of it, no. You know, like they would have to do a number where they would sing a song. Did you ever see any no, of that stuff? Really? Even Medusa had to do it. Yeah. This is incredible. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was great, and 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 the and the women, the the Japanese women are are so hardcore. Um, they're amazing. Like Chigusa Nagayo versus Dump Matsumoto. Dump was like a female, uh, um, you know, monster heel, mm-hmm. kind of like Bull Nakano. Oh. So um, yeah, um, very cool to hear that story. And uh, you know, I hadn't heard I hadn't heard her name pop up in a long time. So it's, you know, kind of wanted you to bring that up if we had time so anything else denise that's pretty much <laughs> it we all covered it all right well damn and it was super fun to cover yes. it with you no, all right. thanks for having me here you're an og still at it uh, thanks <laughs> thanks for having pedro my mom every i appreciate you all coming everything. out and uh hey we're gonna take another break just for a second so uh we can come back and talk about where uh what's coming up um uh, in the next few weeks before we get into like where I'm going to be, and, and we're going to be at the Wrestling Guy store coming up. Yeah, so December 15th at the Wrestling Guy store is a Saturday. Yeah. You'll be doing like a a, a signing and pictures, but yeah. you're going to have a Santa hat, and it's going to be very festive. Well, what's, here's the deal. 
You know how we we get together with our families and we take family Christmas pictures? Well, um, you know, they have a tree at, at the wrestling guy store. And, you know, I figured I'm just going to, there's there's a chair and, you know, I just figured if anyone that wants to come down, uh, you know, we'll have a little meet and greet. We could take pictures. You bring the family and, you know, take a little Christmas picture. A one of a kind Christmas card yeah. for the ages. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and I have a box of, you know, the shirts I always have, the, the DGNWO shirts. I have a box of those that, you know, and, and you can't get those anywhere. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing, and it's not, it's just going to be kind of informal, and, and you know, um, whoever shows up shows up. You know, if if not a lot of people show up, uh, I'm just fine with that. I just want to do something for, you know, for the fans. Well, it'll be cool to come hang out into yeah. festive wear. Maybe we'll have like an ugly sweater contest. We'll do a couple giveaways. Boy, you're you're really pushing that ugly sweater contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not, man? Even the get, get wrestling guy store says, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be dressed like an elf. You're more so. than welcome to wear your ugly sweater, Jimbo. I'll be there. But, ugly uh, sweater and all. It'll get yeah. a lot of attention. Social media is like a second job. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and also I just want to thank everyone, like uh, Tommy Dreamer, House of Hardcore, House of Hardcore, House of Hardcore, uh, the Blizzard Brawl show I was just at this weekend, and uh, and also uh, the day before I was at ACW, that's Hornswoggle's promotion, and oh. Oshkosh, it was a hell of a crowd, hell of a crowd, and I had a great weekend. I, I got to hang out with uh, MVP, who we're going to have on the show um, uh, soon. He's got a great story. He, you know, he talked about, and he has his own uh, one-man sh- show that he just did in uh, um, the UK. Most Valuable Prisoner. Most Valuable Prisoner, which is, it, it's, it's a little bit like, uh, like Mike Tyson's show. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all have... You ever see Mike's show? No, sir. I've His never. live show is amazing. No. So, uh, and 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 uh, Hassan's story is amazing too. So, um, anyways, he's going to be on coming up soon to talk about uh, that. And also next week, um, I'm happy to say that we'll be joined by. Uh, no offense to any of my other dear friends and partners, but my favorite tag team partner and uh, he's the mayor of Knox County and his name is Glenn Jacobs aka yes. Kane he'll be on the show yeah. next week yes. wow. so yeah um, anyways I appreciate everyone tuning in and Fred thank you so much no, thank and you. speaking, of, thank Kane, you. Sp- speaking yeah. of Kane he's he's just light as a feather to work with and such a pleasure uh, it's amazing all his success Kane wouldn't say the same thing about me I put him <laughs> I'll probably bring this up when I talk to him next week but I put him in, in the hospital three nights in a row oh my yeah, the first night I slammed the cage door on him, and it, he was, it was on TV, and he was gushing everywhere. And then the next night we're in house shows, and I, I hit him with the bell because you know I'm yeah. I'm a heel, and he's seven feet tall, and I'm trying to get heat. Yes. I'm gonna do whatever I can. Absolutely, wow. So I hit him. I, he didn't even tell me, like he had to go to the hospital and get stitched up again. And then the next night again. And uh, I had to find out. Paul Bear told me. He goes, yeah, this is the third night in a row you sent to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a pleasure to meet, Paul he's Bear. He's the best. Yes. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much. Thanks, everyone. Um, and we'll see you right here next week on x 12360 right here from After Buzz TV Studios in North Hollywood.
From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at The Real Xbox and email us at Xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.